Hello, photography lovers. There is sort of like a party right next to me. So you can actually hear also their excitement. I'm not quite sure, but let's see what's going to happen. You know that from time to time in this show, we invite some people who are new to the industry, but we really love their work. So today's guest is a really bright example of just that. So today I have a very, very young photographer here, but her work is absolutely stunning. You can go and check out a little preview of her work on photographypodcast.net and also, of course, on toothfashionmagazine.com and neverlandmag.com. She has this gorgeous way of posing her models and everything seems just so easy and so beautiful. So once I saw her on Instagram, I instantly thought... We need her as one of the bright examples in our show. Turn on, she is at the university right now and she's studying photography. So we can finally get the answer of one of your questions. Should you go to university in order to study photography? She's going to tell us what's exciting for her there and what she's lacking of. And what are the things that could have been done better at the university? We're also simulating a little conversation on the street and you can easily understand how her models are saying yes because this little, let's call it a sketch that we do, is in a scenario where she just sees me at the street and what she would tell me if she wanted me to be her model. So you can easily take those words if you're super shy and you're not feeling comfortable asking people outside whether they would like to participate in one of your shoots. At the end of this show, I will tell you what was the biggest takeaway for me. And if you feel inspired and if you want to let me know what's your biggest takeaway, you can tag us on your Insta story. Our Instagram is photography underscore podcast. You can find us on Instagram, tag us on your story, and then we're going to reshare it so that your post can reach more people and they will be able to see your account too. This episode is shorter than usual. And it's just one. But in this show, we believe that it's very, very important in this world to give chance to the new photographers and to the new people coming to the industry. So that's exactly what we are doing today. Hope you're going to find it inspirational. Hello, my name is Rebecca Gustafsson. I'm a photographer from the south of Sweden. I'm 24 years old. So I've been doing photography for maybe like 10 years. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of friends in school. And so my best friend at the time, she was a little bit older than me. And she took a lot of photos. And so when we were hanging out, we that's what we would do. We would walk around and take photos with our little point and shoot. Whoa. So when did you have your first client? That wasn't until later, like much, much later. Four years ago. So we had a lot of time to learn. And I'm actually still in school. Are you still studying photography? Yes, I finish in September. It's a school in Denmark. Mm -hmm. It's uh, four and a half years long. Wow. But three of the years is like internship. So you spend about a year and a half together at school. And then in between the times you're at school, you're on internship. You were fairly new to the professional side of the business and yeah. you already have some clients. Let's first talk about that. How did you started working with clients? Did you reach out to them or maybe it was thanks to your school? 
The clients I have right now, they're like only mostly weddings. Mm-hmm. Okay, something very, very different from the fashion yeah. photography. Yeah. But you're still aiming at this, am I right? That is definitely my goal to become a fashion photographer. I mean, I like doing weddings. It's fun, but it's not what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's yeah. interesting because many people think that they should start in the same direction that they want to develop their business. But of course, we also need to talk a little bit about money if yeah. we're talking about business. So weddings are actually a good way to sustain a normal living. I don't really know because to be honest, as I said, I'm still a student, so I don't have a lot of time to focus all my energy on making a living for myself as a photographer right now because I have to finish school first. Yeah, but those side money, I bet they're pretty welcome. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> And thanks to it, you can actually think deeper for your actual business, the things that you want to do as a fashion photographer. Yes. So do you do some side projects, fashion photography related? All the things that I post on my Instagram, those have been what I've been doing on my free time. Let's share your Instagram. F-U-V-M. And there we can see your work, the things that you actually want to do. Yes, exactly. What I'm posting on there is from shoots that I've been doing since maybe like four years ago. I think the, that's when I started taking photos that I really felt like I was proud of. And all of those have been friends that I've been asking to basically go out and we shoot. Or if I, you know, find somebody on Instagram that I want to shoot, or if I see somebody on the street that I think, oh, she looks interesting or he's cool or whatever. You're not that shy. You interact with people and ask them to be part of your shoots. So that's a pretty big step. I mean, most yeah. of the young photographers, they're very scared from the fact they need to ask somebody, especially yeah. if they don't know the people. Yeah, well, I figure the worst thing that can happen is that I get a no. True. Then I just move on. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and if you approach people the right way, usually they're very flattered. Usually... People want to have their picture taken, even though most people say they're uncomfortable in front of the camera. I think they still get very flattered by the idea that somebody wants to take their photo of yeah. a complete stranger. Do you want to try to pitch me a shoot? <laughs> <laughs> What would you say to me if you see me in the street? If I were to walk down the street and see you, I would probably just go up and introduce myself firstly. Hi, my name is Rebecca. I'm a photographer. I think you look really cool. I really like your vibe. I was wondering if you'd be interested in shooting with me someday. I feel very uncomfortable in front of camera. Oh, really? Yeah. So do you think it's going to work? Definitely. Mostly all the people I shoot are my friends or people who are not used to being in front of the camera. And I'm used to directing. Okay, because I have no idea what to do with my hands and everything. So you'll no, be there I to do. help. <laughs> okay, okay, good. And when would we do that photo shoot? And probably where? Because I'm leaving the town soon. Well, usually... I want to go out into the nature and I have a couple of locations uh, around the city like Malmö uh, where I live that are close by. What I usually do is we just bring a bunch of clothes and we go out somewhere and see what happens. Okay. Sometimes I have a mood board of mm -hmm. what I want to do, but I like to just do what you feel at the moment. Yeah. 
Okay, that's nice. And uh, are are we going to be just the two of us? Yes. Okay, okay. And am I going to receive the photos? <laughs> of course. Always, always, always. Awesome. That's cool. That's cool. This conversation was nice. Actually, I, <laughs> I understand why people are saying yes, because it sounds like an absolutely natural conversation. Usually when I do shoot with people, I spend more time talking to them mm -hmm. than shooting. That's nice. As I said, I'm used to shooting people that are not comfortable in front of the camera. So talking to them helps a lot. And it helps sure. build a relationship between me and the model and makes them maybe forget about the camera for a little bit. And then everything is just way more loose. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting to me that you're at university because I've been asked very often whether a photographer needs to have an actual degree and do we actually need to study photography. Mm -hmm. And it's 21st century and you're at the university. So I was thinking, what's your opinion? Because that's very interesting to me. I actually don't think you need to go to school. <laughs> okay. There is a lot of talented people out there who have never studied photography a day in their life. True. It's very individual for me. It was more a natural step for me after graduating from uh, high school. We had a guy come and talk to us about this school at our school, mm -hmm. and I was interested in it. I didn't have anything else to do, and I decided to go for it. But if you're really good at learning by your own, then I don't necessarily think that you need school, especially also if you have talent from the start. A lot of mm -hmm. people do, and a lot of people aren't good with going to school, and that's totally fine because you can learn a lot from YouTube. Nowadays, True. all my editing, I've learned from YouTube. That's so nice. Let's discuss what kind of channels you're following. I think that's very interesting. Learn. Me too. Because <laughs> they're great. They have I love really them. good tutorials and they're just fun to watch too. They're easy to True. follow. I follow Jessica Cobasi. I think she has some good skin retouching mm -hmm. as well as Anita. And they also have good behind the scenes photography. Yeah, behind the scenes is very important, especially if you're not using only natural light. Yeah. And what about the university? What's the most interesting part for you? Definitely that I get to try a bunch of different things. The school focuses on portrait, architecture, still life, and just all kind of commercial photography. And I get to learn about architecture and still life, which... I would never have done if I didn't go to school because it just never occurred to me to do it or to try it. Mm -hmm. And it's not something I want to pursue, but it's very fun to learn and it's a very good thing to have. We already know that you are stopping people on the street and you're not ashamed to ask whether they need a portrait or not. Yeah. Do you do this on social media? Oh, yeah. I was in New York and LA for a month this May. And before that, I approached a couple of people on Instagram to see if we could meet up. Nice. Yeah. There's a photo on my Instagram of a girl riding a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. For example, she was uh, one of the people I approached. One girl who's dancing in the streets. That's another one I approached on Instagram. 
And I love Instagram for that reason, because it's really just a creative cave of people <laughs> like you. Everybody is very approachable on Instagram, I think. How do you usually come up with those ideas? And have you ever had a moment when you're on your location with your model and you don't know what to shoot? Yeah, before I go shooting, I can approach somebody with an idea. I find usually my inspiration on Pinterest or from music and movies. And what are your favorite movies? Oh, please just tell me that. I'm sorry for interrupting <laughs> you. I love movies so much. Oh, God. Okay, so one of my all-time favorite movies is a really, really cheesy one from 94, I think it is. Mm -hmm. It's Crybaby. Okay, I've heard that one. Yeah, it's from by Yon Waters. And it's kind of like a parody of that time, I guess. It's a musical. Don't really like musicals, to be <laughs> honest with you. But it's, a, it's really good. It was my first favorite movie ever. And I watched it all day after school mm. when I was a kid. Okay, I'm gonna give it a chance. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cheesy. I'm just okay. warning you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you were telling me that you usually look at Pinterest and... And movies. Anything that has pictures. So you can draw some inspiration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's say I find a photo that I think is really cool. I save it and then I can reach out to one of the people I asked for a photo and show them this photo and be like, okay, so I maybe want to go in this direction. And if I get to the location and it's just not working It's, of course, very nerve-wracking, but I found a way to control my nerves in that situation. I just tell myself, if none of the photos turn out good, it's fine, because usually when these types of shoots happen, it's just me and the model, and it's not for anything. I've never experienced that scenario when I've done a job for a client. I hope you never will, because... <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be awful. So I really hope you never will. <laughs> But I have experience when I was shooting just with the model and me. And I think you just need to learn how to take a, a minute, take a deep breath and just recharge and regroup. For instance, there was this one time where I was shooting in a cliff area here in Skjona, mm -hmm. in the south of Sweden. And I want, I had this idea that I wanted bright sun, all white and wind in the hair and everything. And then when we got to the location, it was super cloudy, basically not any wind. It was just everything I didn't want it to be. So then I had to take five minutes and totally rethink the whole thing. And I think it's important that you don't get stressed out as a photographer to take those five minutes. And do that because that in the end is gonna make you look more professional in front of the model and also maybe get you some good photos. I absolutely agree. Actually, we talk about this in episode 220 and the fact that there is nothing wrong when a photographer says, I need five minutes to think mm. and figure it out. So it's totally fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And also because even if it doesn't turn out the way you thought it would, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. Absolutely. It took another direction. Yeah, especially if it's good looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to ask you, how do you feel using artificial light? I don't prefer it. I know I have my go-to setups, 
but I usually stay away from it. Do you usually use only natural light? Yeah, and that's mostly because I usually shoot a lot of my sessions on location in the nature. Mm -hmm. And I prefer to just work with the light that is given. Do you have light classes in your university? Yeah, we do. And they're great. I've learned a lot from them. And it, I don't shy away from artificial light because I don't know how to do it. I just don't like it as much. What's the one thing that you would have changed in your university education? What's the thing that you would like to have a little bit more of or you're lacking overall? Fashion photography. Mm -hmm. And more retouching. The thing we did learn at our school was minor retouching and Some of the things that we had to learn was how to retouch bodies, like change the proportions or something bigger or smaller. Mm -hmm. I wish they wouldn't have done it on bodies. You can retouch things bigger or smaller. A flower you can make bigger or a window you can make smaller. But I just don't think that you should change bodies. I do skin retouching, but I never edit the bodies. To look mm -hmm. like something they're not. We can kind of say that you're a body activist. Yeah, you could say that. I think everybody is beautiful just the way they are. And I think they should stay that way. <laughs> That's a very interesting statement. That's one of the main things for me as I go deeper into this industry of fashion photography. I really want to make a difference. I really want to help change the way we look at bodies both female and male. You don't have to look a certain way to be perceived as beautiful. I think everybody is beautiful and it's just we're constantly raised to think that only this or only that is beautiful, which I just don't agree with. And I want to help promote different kinds of bodies. That's very nice and very interesting because lately the whole industry that we are part of is all about movements. Yeah. And activism. So you can actually do this. I think it could have been very, very different for you, harder for you, if we were looking back like 20 or 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's already, I think, a shift in the industry, which is great. There's a lot of good things happening. True. What's the most moving photo shoot you have had lately? The most exciting one? Actually, with Nina, who is one of the girls I reached out to uh, on Instagram before I went to LA. Mm -hmm. She is a woman that I've been following for a long time on Instagram. First photo I saw of her and her friends, I was like, I have to shoot these women. They are so badass. She was the motorcycle chick that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. I reached out to her and I was like, listen, I think you're really, really cool. I really want to go to LA and shoot some portraits of some cool women. And I was wondering if you were interested. And she was like, yeah, I'm down. And then we met and it was such a surreal moment for me because I had a couple of months of my confidence was very low. And then I just found myself standing in the desert with this woman that I've been admiring for so long. And it just, it dawned on me that I made this happen. I pulled myself together and I, I did something I didn't think I was going to be able to do. So you proved yourself that you're actually able to wanted to go to LA for a lot of reasons, but the main reason was to shoot portraits of specifically Nina. 
I saw on Instagram that you actually have very big difference between your following list and her following list. Yes. Yeah. Was this some sort of obstacle or not at all? When I approached her, I only had maybe 800 followers. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, she's never going to answer me because she has so many followers. My message will get lost in all the other messages she probably gets. But I just figured I got nothing to lose. So I'm just going to write her and tell her I really want to shoot her. And if she doesn't reply, she doesn't reply. And if she does, great. And she did. A couple of months later, there we were, shooting in the desert. <laughs> So it worked out. Whoa, so actually you've gained a lot of followers lately. Yeah, and that was because a video I did with uh, my friend Sorella Moore. Mm -hmm. She's a YouTuber. Yes, I met her in Greenland in 2015, I think it was. Mm -hmm. She found out I was going to LA and she was like, we should do something. And I was like, yeah. And then we did a video in Joshua Tree. From that, I gained a lot of followers, which have been really exciting and scary <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Why scary? Well, because suddenly I have uh, this whole bunch of people who are expecting to see my photos every day. <laughs> I've always been very not confident about mm -hmm. my work. I got a lot more confidence from this whole experience in LA and with Sorel where I just figured maybe my stuff isn't as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got all these followers and these comments from all these bunch of people that I didn't know, I was really surprised, almost shocked. But it's been very cool. I have gotten messages from people saying that my work inspires them, which is so crazy. Who are the people who inspires you? My mom and my sister inspire me to be stronger and more confident. But in terms of photography, I get a lot of inspiration from Peter Lindberg, mm -hmm. who's a portrait and fashion photographer. He's probably my main inspiration, just because his photos have just so much emotion in them. And you can really see that he has a connection with the people he shoots and they're comfortable with him. How would you like to describe your images in five years from now? Emotional, I think. I want every single photo to have a story. I want them to make people feel something. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was super, super nice. Thank you. And that's it. Brief and easy and super, super nice conversation. Thank you guys so much for listening. As I told you, and as I promised, I will share my biggest inspiration from today's show. And it was the fact that you need to be brave. And no matter what you're going to do, the worst thing that can happen is to hear no. And actually, most of the times you can use this no as a big kick. So there is nothing to worry about. I don't know if you remember, but one of the first podcasts that we did back in 2016, episode number seven, was with Judas Berra, and he said that he received a big no from the agency that he really wanted to be with, and this really made him cry at the very beginning, but then he got himself together and he built this amazing business. You can listen to a podcast on photographypodcast.net slash podcast slash seven. 
The conversation is very old, but it's super amazing. So in case you've missed it, you should definitely listen to it. And by the way, there is nothing bad into listening it again. So guys, thank you so much for being with me today. I hope you liked this conversation. And if so, please don't hesitate to leave us an honest review on iTunes and share this podcast with the people you believe it's going to be interesting for. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you on Friday.